A person often meets his destiny on the road he took to avoid it. Jean de la Fontaine Houston, Texas, July 17, 1984 Sweet Daddy was dead. He was worse than dead. Ben Pham dropped his small piggly wiggly bag of groceries to the apartment rug. He choked on the foul air, poisoned by the rot of Sweet Daddy's corpse. Ben covered his mouth with one hand and closed the door behind him. Blood was everywhere. Ben had spent the night with a John he met on Montrose Boulevard. He had no idea how long Sweet Daddy, Richard Mosley, had been dead. But everything had hardened and invited flies. Sweet Daddy's large frame tilted back in his favorite recliner. His black skin was now closer to a blue shade. His large stomach carved open. There was a mangled mess of organs and bloody clothes. The gore trailed to his large boots. They had a tiny apartment. It was the most they could afford for a River Oak zip code. It looked completely drenched in Sweet Daddy's blood. Every inch of it. Sweet Daddy took him in three years ago. After Ben's parents threw him out, he became one of Sweet Daddy's baby boys, as he liked to call the young men he managed. Sweet Daddy had many clients who contacted him for an evening with one of his baby boys. Ben had quite a following. It was a dirty business, and when it was slow, Ben still had to hit the streets and hustle. But Sweet Daddy was kind, caring, professional, and not violent. You catch more bees with honey than vinegar, he had said quite often. Ben knew the man three months before they fell for each other. The depth of their emotional relationship was never publicly proclaimed, but it was evident and no one challenged it. They shared deep dreams, and now Sweet Daddy was gone. Ben felt lost. Ben approached his murdered lover. He drew closer to the stench and horror that would be forever branded on his brain. He stared down at Sweet Daddy's dead face. The pimp's eyes were dull. Something was shoved in his mouth. Ben reached out and gripped Sweet Daddy's chin. As he lowered it, something fell from Sweet Daddy's mouth. It tumbled into the gory pit that had been a large belly. It was a flaccid and blue penis. They fed him his own cock? Ben screamed. He turned and vomited into the mess of murder on the floor. Weeks ago, Sweet Daddy started running coke for a Mexican named Thomas Martinez. Ben thought Thomas, a hulky man with a scar that ran through his dead left eye, was bad news from the start. But everyone loves Sweet Daddy. He had no enemies. His reputation was solid. Don't worry, lover. Sweet Daddy had assured Ben. Dates are the perfect place to sell a little coke. Party favors. Upsells. We are going to make a lot of money. Thomas is a businessman. He knows me. I'm not stupid enough to fuck him over. This is our ticket to Norwood Drive, baby boy. Something had gone wrong with the arrangement. Ben had thought Thomas and his men border town thugs, but this was punishment and a message for others. Sent drug cartel style. What the fuck had Sweet Daddy gotten them into? Ben stumbled into their bedroom. It was ransacked. 
He went to their sock drawer that had a false bottom and discovered their money was gone. Shit, he cried. He grabbed a duffel bag. It was stuffed with Sweet Daddy's workout clothes that had never seen a gym. Ben dumped the contents. He stuffed what little possessions of his that weren't destroyed inside. He noticed a picture of Sweet Daddy and him on the floor, pulled from a frame. Sweet Daddy gave a carnivorous grin to the camera, but Ben's side of the photo was torn away. Oh, fuck. They have my face. They have my fucking face. Ben tugged his beige running shorts off and found a pair of jeans. He pulled them on. He jerked a long-sleeve western wear shirt from the closet. He wrapped it over his tank top. Ben spotted an Astro's ball cap and pulled it down on his head. He rushed back through the living room. But he'd never call it that again. Murder room, he muttered. Daddy, daddy.